Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, all praise and all thanks to Allah. Hi everyone, I hope you are good and well in good health and imam of faith, inshallah. And in today's episode, I once again try to bring your attention to another great book with beneficial knowledge and information that can help us all to change our habits and behavior or ways for the better, inshallah. This book is called Good Habits, Bad Habits, subtitled The Science of Making Positive Changes That Stick by Wendy Woods. It's an excellent book, an excellent read. Professor Wendy Wood is a world-leading researcher and psychologist and the world's foremost expert in the topic of field of human habits. She has devoted 30 years of her life to studying and understanding the psychology of human habits and the nature of habit formation. And if you look at all the top professors or experts in the field of human habits or habit research, you will see that they all acknowledge and thank her because she has inspired them and encouraged them. And the reason is because her original researcher work has guided and impacted the scientific understanding of habits and the key role they play in everyday human behavior. And as someone who's always curious about the business of positive, lasting, meaningful behavior changes and all things related to the psychology of human habits, you can only imagine the delight and enjoyment I had reading this book. Alhamdulillah, all praise and all thanks to Allah. This is an excellent book. She's a great storyteller, a great writer, who obviously has the beautiful habit of writing. She explains beautifully and elegantly the science of habit change, how habits are formed, and most importantly, how we can break the bad habits that hold us back. In drawing on her 30 years of original research, and the latest understanding of neuroscientists, cognitive psychology, and animal learning research. Because it turns out animals also form habits similar to humans, right? And if I'm the human habit guy, I have to say, Wendy Woods is certainly the human habit lady. <laughs> I've been interested in habits, like I mentioned before, for about a decade now. And she's been interested in it three decades. So there's so much I really learned and really appreciate for her putting the effort in writing this book for a human habit guy like me, somebody who's interested in habits. What's interesting is I became interested in the psychology of human habits because of my own personal struggle with my bad habits, so defeating behaviors and negative addictive lifestyle choices, right? So I was always wondering, you know, why do I have so much trouble making good choices and more importantly, and how do you change, right? How do you make lasting, meaningful behavior changes? She became interested in habit from a different perspective. When she was a young student, she was studying in behavior change and attitudes and how people change, right? And so the assumption then was that if you have the right attitude or you have an attitude or you've been provided with the right information, then you would change your ways with good intention, desire and self-control, right? So for example, if somebody gives you information on why you should eat healthy or why you should save money and so on and forth 
people should change their attitude, right? But of course, everybody knows that's not the case. She noticed that wasn't the case and she became interested. And also at the time, the dominant force or influence in, in, in the world of psychology was behaviorism. And they didn't believe anything to do with the mind. They just thought we were like machinery. You know what I mean? Just We just acted at our behavior. And they didn't think anything of the mind. They didn't believe anything to do with that the mind can influence you, your habits of so on and forth. And then after that came the cognitive revolution, which focused on more of the conscious decision intention, right? And this attitude. Now still, of course, when it came to behavior change, it was obvious that it was not the case. That's when she became interested in the key role habits played. As I mentioned to you before, from the 1930s to the 1990s, the word habit nearly went out of fashion because of these influential um, theories on human psychology and human behavior at the time, right? No one paid attention to habits. The cognitive revolution or cognitive scientists for habit was too simplistic. And then she mentions that the lowest point um, for habit research was from 1980 to 2000. That was the lowest point when the world nearly went out of fashion. But since then, there's a new uh, emerging, new discoveries. And this came from the study, three independent studies of neuroscience, cognitive psychology, and animal learning research. Those all independently came to the conclusion and realized that habit was a powerful force that needed to be paid attention. And they certainly been paying attention. And the purpose of writing this book, one of her purpose for writing this book is she wanted to bring this newly found information and discoveries into the world and to the average person. And this book is very accessible, right? She realized that there's so much unscientific and but possible advice about how habits work. and But this newly information in the world of academia was not out there. So she wanted to bring that information so that we can use this, right? And her definition of habit is also interesting. She defines it as a Mental, quote, a mental association between context cue and a response that develops as we repeat an action in that context for a reward. I've seen her in, in other interviews mention uh, as a mental shortcut for our brain to bypass making a conscious decisions and intention. And, and one of the most interesting things is she, her original research is the thing that discovered that we spend 43% of our day in autopilot. And sometimes you, you might see in you know newspapers and books as in 45% of our day we spend in autopilot, but it's actually 43%. It doesn't really matter. What's most important is this newly discovered in information that we spend so much of our day in autopilot, right? That's what really matters and that's what we're happy is. But what I want to really do, this is a great book. There's so much ideas that I could share with you. I highly encourage you to get it. But what I want to do is share with you quickly in the three bases of habit formation. First of all, though, she kicks off she kicks off the book with her cousin and who want, who mentions on a Facebook post how she wants to lose weight and everybody was encouraging her six months down the road her her cousin had lost the motivation and was not really losing much weight so you can imagine the only thing she had was in the more bigger failure of announcing it to all those people right because when you sometimes mention to do something and you feel it's, it's only you who knows it is one thing but when you mention it to family and friend and you feel 
that's even a bigger failure, right? So she mentions that. She tells the story of her cousins and how we are all like our cousins. And that when we want to form or when we want to form new habits or make behavior changes, we rely on good intention, desire and willpower. But she explains elegantly that this is not the case. Instead, what we need to do is understand how habits are formed so that we can leverage this powerful memory system, right? Like I mentioned, special type of memory that organizes our everyday thinking and behavior, right? We need to learn to leverage it, and that's why she encouraged us to do that. So the fr- in, in the book, she mentioned three, the three bases of habit formation. She, she says that in order to form habits, we really need, there's many things, but of course she mentioned that there's three of the most important things are, one, context. We need to realize that so much of our life is triggered by the context or the environment, right? And the context can be your thoughts, feelings, emotions, situation, people, places, time, other habits, and body language, so many things, right? So that context cues, cues or triggers our behavior and that we're not really making a conscious decision. Well, in this case, 43% of the time. So we need to become aware of the context. And she elegantly explains how we should focus on that and then we can leverage creating good habits by creating what she calls less friction. So we can create the less friction or effortless context that help us to kickstart the behavior. Uh, and then if we need to stop a bad habit, then we can create friction. That means creating obstacles in a way that will stop us from doing that old behavior. So instead of it being a trigger, and a reaction from trigger to reaction or trigger to respond, we can step between that by creating obstacles. She explains that elegantly. And of course, once we create and become aware of the context that in our behavior positively and negatively, then we the next thing we need to do is repetition. In order to create a behavior, you need to, of course, repeat it. So repetition, repetition. But that's why she goes on the context that we need to become aware of the context so that we can create habits that make it easier for us and create environment and contexts that help us to repeat the behavior, right? So, because it's not easy to repeat the behavior or to do repetition, repetition, because like we mentioned and we and I've mentioned before, there are many obstacles internally and obviously, and Wendy Woods doesn't talk about it, and from Islamic perspective, as I mentioned before, we've got in our nafs or our soul, there's a part of our soul that's inclined to ease, temptation and laziness and so on and forth, right? Or the path of least resistance. As Allah tells us in the Quran, in Abshachin, in the nafsala amara tabisu, the part of our soul that commands us to do in evil, but it's inclined to bad, bad habits, self-defeating behaviors and negative addictive lifestyle choices, right? So and then of course that's internal, the the internal forces right and our emotions and our thoughts right and our beliefs but also you've got external forces right external circumstances that put obstacles in whether it be society whether it be in your workplace and so on for whether it's your friends who stop you so in order to create that repetition you need to understand the, like i mentioned the context that trigger you and that make it easy for you then of course you need to repeat that behavior and then the third thing she talks about is reward. Of course, as I mentioned before as well, that's why habits, if habits are easy and enjoyable and fun, of course they're going to be easy to do, right? But sometimes 
there are difficult things that we need to do, right? That will give us a reward in the long term. So we need to figure out a way of making it easy and enjoyable as well. So she goes, she goes, she explains elegantly how the brain creates the dopamine. So she's saying that if we want to form a habit, we need to create an immediate relationship between the context, behavior, and a positive feeling or emotion. A pleasurable enjoyment or make it easy and enjoyable for us. So really she talks about an intrinsic motivation. That's like when we have the desire, we want to do it and we enjoy it and we want to do it. So for example, if you're at work and you really, you want to do a project excellently, that's the example she gives, you want to do a project excellently. Doing something excellently is an intrinsic motivation. So that's an internal motivation. You want to do this excellent, but then the external reward could also be your boss will be impressed with you tomorrow, right? So it's a double, that's a double whammer, right? <laughs> so we need to create that. And also said bad habits reward us now, but their consequence always in the future. And good habits, their consequences now, sometimes they can be difficult, hard and boring, but their reward is in the long term. So we, in terms of brain and dopamine system, we need to create a way of creating, making these boring and difficult tasks easy and enjoyable for us and she mentions that you don't get no reward for style so you've got to learn to make it easy and enjoyable so for she explains it all beautifully anyway so um, really and truly and also there's so many other tips and advice that i could share with you but inshallah i'm hoping you read the book and get the book she is wendy woods professor wendy woods is certainly the human habit lady she's the world's foremost expert in the topic of habits and she explains it how we can leverage habits to create the desirable, meaningful changes we want. And if I leave you with a couple of my favorite of the many quotes I've captured from this book, from Winderwood, and her wonderful work, quote, a truly remarkable number of things we do every day, we do by habit. Another quote, we can change unwanted habits and form good ones that are consistent with our goals. When our automatic response is the desired one, our habits and goals are in harmony. She asked a great question. What's the secret that makes real, lasting change possible? She will tell you, habits are the key. Inshallah, I hope you'll get this book. It's a great book, an excellent book. And actually, I'm, I've just started rereading it the second time. That's how good it is. So guys, that's it for today's episode. And please do remember that the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existing and our future in this life and the year after. And you don't decide your future, you decide your habits and your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind. And please, if you found this beneficial, do me a favor and share it with family and friends. And until the next episode, inshallah, take care and I wish you success in this life and the year after. And I ask Allah to give us all Rabbanatina fi dunya hasanatan wa fil akhirat hasanatan wa qina adabanar Oh Allah, give us good in this life and day after and safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire Ameen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh